All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Primal Athletics Radio. Today, uh, Coach Zach and I will be speaking on summertime nutrition. So how can we navigate all the things that happen uh, during the summertime, the barbecues, the vacations, being outside and being active? How can we best suit that lifestyle through nutrition? And hopefully some of the stuff we give you guys can employ this this here coming summer. So I'm going to pitch it over to Coach Zach, and we'll go through a couple things that might help you guys out. Yeah, Tyler hit, uh, hit the nail on the head there. We definitely got the warm weather rolling in, especially up here in New England. We got a little heat wave coming our way this week, which means barbecues, hanging by the pool, uh, vacations. I mean, I think this summer more than any, you're going to see more people wanting to travel, get out after the last year we've had. So trying to give you guys some tips on on how to still enjoy yourself. And we're not going to tell you like, eat this, don't eat that. Try to be super strict, bring a scale through that kind of stuff. We still want you to enjoy yourself, but also enjoying yourself doesn't mean that you have to put your health on the back burner or, or, or stop paying attention to what you're eating for the next three, four months. We can still make some great choices, have some delicious food, still enjoy ourselves and, uh, and have a great summer here. So we want to just kind of give you some tips, especially if you're going to be traveling, which can be a little trickier to navigate how we can make some plans ahead of time to make it a little easier for us. But first, before we get into travel, my first kind of little tip I wanted to, or a thing I wanted to focus on here was just taking advantage of the fresh produce. There's no better time of year than the next few months to get some nice fresh produce from around the, from either your local farmer's market, maybe you're growing it yourself. The local grocery store is going to have a lot more fresher produce coming your way. So if you're someone who struggles with vegetables, which I'm willing to say most people are from what I've seen, I think if we look at the, I read something recently from the CDC. I think it was like one out of 10 Americans get enough fruits and vegetables on a daily basis. That means 90% of us really need to work on getting fresh produce or, or more vegetables, more fruit in. So now's the best time to. Um, you're going to see all the good fruit coming in soon, all the good vegetables. And again, maybe you're growing it yourself. So take advantage of that. Grab some stuff you know you love. Maybe try some things you, you're kind of curious about. Maybe you didn't know you liked. Maybe you find your next favorite vegetable. Find out some different recipes to use them. You can Go to our website, crossitsohegan.com slash recipes. We've got some great vegetable recipes on there and how to spruce them up a little bit so you're not just eating boiled broccoli every night or something like that. So definitely take advantage of, of, of all the good weather and all the good produce that's going to come out of this. And, re- and remember that we want to be eating about, if we had to put a measure on it, about one to two cups of fruit and about two to three cups of vegetables every day. So again, we don't want to stress you out over the, over the summer and think you have to weigh and measure everything, but just think half your plate of fruits and vegetables every meal, if you can. And that's going to be a great way to get those veggies in. If you, if you fill half your plate with fruits and vegetables, you know, you're going to hit that one to two cups of fruit and two to three cups of vegetables, if not more than that, over the course of a day. So great way for a great time for us to focus on veggies a little more great excuse for us to get those veggies in and making sure we're getting all those vitamins and minerals and, and filling up on the good stuff first and not, and, and not, uh, all the, excess carbs and fatty proteins as well. So take advantage of that fresh produce would be my first tip. Yeah. I think one of, uh, one of my favorite summertime snacks is cold, freshly cut watermelon. The and best. pineapple. It's like, you can't beat it and it's filling. It's, it's got some nutrition in there. There's, you know, the hydrating properties. And if you're not somebody who likes to snack on fruits and vegetables, Try cutting them up raw, putting them in the fridge. Mm. And when you come in from that hot sun, there's nothing better than some, you know, cold, crunchy, delicious fruit and veg. Even cucumbers, you know, just putting something in the fridge, something that's got a nice snap to it that's cold and refreshing is also helping to hydrate you. Uh, one of my favorite snacks of the summer. 
Yeah, love me some like green bell peppers sliced up, nice and cold out of the fridge. And that's a great point too. I didn't even think of if you're if you are traveling or going to a barbecue or maybe you got a a long trip ahead of you going to the beach, slice up those fruits and veggies, uh, have them ready in the fridge, bring them with you in in the car, and you can snack on those at the beach or in the car ride there or on your hike or whatever it is you're doing outside. So having some nice cold fruits and veggies and raw veggies are a great way too. You don't need to just cook them. Great way to get those veggies in. That would bring me to my next point, which would be kind of embrace the grill a little more this summer. The grill is a fantastic way for us to eat some healthy meals, get outside. Nothing tastes better than some food right over the fresh grill. So, or a fresh flame. And grilling usually means we're eating healthier too. Typically when you're grilling, you're not adding a bunch of extra fats and oils to it. Like you would have maybe say you were like baking or, or cooking something on the stovetop. So grilling is a great way for us to get some lean protein sources in, take those fresh pro that those fresh veggies just pulled out of your garden or got from the farmer's market, throw those on the grill as well. Nothing better than some, some grilled veggies to go along with your meats, some asparagus, zucchini, squash, whatever it is, throw it on the grill there. Uh, nothing better than then just that, that fresh flame taste off the grill. So use that grill this summer, try to use that to your best ability to cook those veggies and, and cook your meats on there as well. And for those of you who maybe I had a conversation with a member the other day about this very topic, I was like, well, how often do you cook? You know, what's the the methods that you typically cook? And they're like, well, I have a grill and, you know, I don't necessarily feel super confident cooking stuff on it. I don't know if I'll, if I'll cook it right. And, um, you know, f- firstly, like trial and error goes a long, long way. I taught myself how to cook and you might screw up a, a, a chicken or two or a couple, you know, a couple vegetables, but there's endless resources on the internet on, you know, how to, how to begin that process, how to properly grill, how to, how to run the grill. Um, and like coach Zach said on the CrossFit, so he can website, there's lots of tips for, for cooking, not just nutrition and, and, um, you know, lifestyle type stuff, but also, you know, how to prepare foods. Yeah, I think if you're looking to get into cooking more, the the grill is the easiest way to get into it. You don't need to worry about really weighing or measuring or making sure the certain ingredients are perfect. Grab some chicken, grab some steak, maybe throw your favorite marinade on there, let it sit for a few hours, just slap it on the grill. If anything, just start at a nice low heat. Uh, Lower is always better than going too hot and burning it from the get-go. Just nice low heat. If you're cooking chicken or turkey or some type of poultry or pork, get it to 165 degrees, just buy yourself a little thermometer, have that on hand. 165 is all you need there. If you're cooking steak, 135 is your medium rare. Cook it more if you like it more well done. I mean, it's that simple. Nice low low heat on the grill, throw it on there, leave it for a couple minutes, flip it over, test it, see what the temperature's at. Can't get much easier than that if you're looking to get into cooking your own. And it's going to save yourself some more money too. If you're someone who eats out every day or multiple days a week, cooking some meals at home, not always going to save you money. You have better control over the ingredients that are going in it. You can watch that fat content, the sugar content, uh, and really kind of take control a little more of your cooking and, and your eating and your nutrition overall. So utilize that grill this summer. Chilling and grilling. That's what we like to say. <laughs> and then kind of the big one here, I think we'll spend a little bit of time on is just making sure we're planning ahead for any trips or events that with the summertime here, like we said, we got barbecues, we got cookouts, 4th of July, probably going on vacation. I know a lot of people have told me recently they're starting to travel more for work again. So that means work trips as well. And just making sure we're planning ahead for these trips and events, because these can be, if we don't go into them planning, they can be kind of tricky to navigate. But if we do just a little bit of due diligence beforehand, a little bit of planning, we can definitely 
still stay on track and again, still enjoy ourselves, but not go off the rails for a whole week or, or 10 days, or whatever, how long your trip is there. So let's start with maybe it's like day long events first, like your barbecues or going to the beach. We already touched on maybe packing some fruits and veggies, something simple to have as a snack with you. When it comes to maybe like your 4th of July barbecue or just to get together with friends or, uh, or your neighbors or having some people over, there's no reason why we still can't have some good meals. Like uh, most meals at most foods at a barbecue are pretty good for the most part. Think about when you go to a barbecue, you're going to see fruit everywhere. You're going to see salads. You're going to see protein in the source of like chicken uh, wings, steaks, the kebabs, that kind of stuff. It's when we get into maybe overindulging on the desserts or fried foods or just very big portions of some of some of those things like your desserts or fried foods is where we find ourselves kind of getting into the weeds a little bit. So you can typically make some pretty good choices at a barbecue event. I would always say kind of similar to our, our tip of filling half your plate with veggies first, try to fill up on that good stuff first, go have yourself a good salad, throw some lean protein on your salad first, be mindful of the dressing you're using and how much you're using of it, but try to fill up on those fruits and veggies first. If you can get a big plate of that down first before you move on to the desserts or, or maybe the, the higher carbohydrate foods that get you into some trouble, then try to fill up on those veggies first. But then also, again, you have plenty of sources of lean protein there. Uh, have your chicken, kebabs, your, your, your steaks, fish, if it's available, stuff like that. Try to fill up on that stuff too. And go ahead and have yourself some dessert. Just be mindful of the portion sizes and, and uh, call yourself out if you're going back for seconds or, or filling your whole plate with that first. So a little bit of planning ahead of time goes well. If you don't think those kind of things are going to be available, maybe you can recommend yourself or, or, or tell the people, Hey, I'll bring a, I'll bring a big salad. Um, or some chicken or some steak or bring, bring some stuff with you that you know you're going to like there and just try to have that stuff available and ready to go. And if you really know it's going to be bad options there, maybe I've done this before and I, I know it feels weird to be kind of the person that's eating differently than everybody else, but bring a small cooler with some snacks for yourself. Have those fruits and veggies in there, maybe some protein bars, uh, maybe some food that you know you're going to want to throw on the grill yourself. Don't be afraid to to bring your own food. Maybe you're a vegetarian. You want to bring some veggie burgers with you because you know nobody else is going to have any. Have some stuff with you that you know you're going to want to eat or nobody's going to look at you sideways for, for throwing something else on the grill that you want to eat too. All right. And even like to take that one step further, there's been times in the past where, you know, I, I had assumed there's not going to be much nutrition involved in, in places I'm, gr- I'm going. So I'll just go ahead and, and eat before I go. And there's no rule that says you have to show up to a cookout starving. You know, it's not if it's not the worst idea to eat a, a good quality meal before you go to an event. If if you have some foresight that maybe there won't be great options for you there, then less likely to, you know, to make a poor n- nutritional decision. I think next I want to talk about kind of traveling a little bit, whether it's vacations, traveling for work, even if it's just a long weekend away somewhere. Definitely can find ourselves getting off the rails during a vacation for sure. There's, it's very easy to do, especially if you're on a resort somewhere and there's drinks flowing, there's buffets, there's food everywhere. But again, we can, we can still stay on track during these vacations or, or travel events and still enjoy ourselves as well. So you don't have to necessarily just abandon your health and wellness goals just because you're on vacation or traveling. The first thing I'd say to do there was pack what you can try to pack stuff that you can bring with you that isn't going to go bad. So things like protein bars, little single serve protein packets, they may be a little more costly upfront 
your small single serve packet of protein might be somewhere between two to four dollars for one of those packs. But I promise you, they're going to go a long way having some of those available, even if it's just one per day available in your in your uh, travel bag with you after a workout, which is going to be another tip coming up is make sure you, you still stay active. But having those single serve protein packets, protein bars, think like beef jerky, turkey jerky, bring some oatmeal with you or even some instant oatmeal um, that's that are fairly low in sugar. If you're able to like pack a cooler with whole foods, if you're maybe going to the beach, you're like going camping at the beach or, or going somewhere where you can drive and bring your own food, maybe pack a cooler with some, some good lean sources of protein with you. Or when you get there, wherever you're traveling, try to go to the store if you can. Maybe if you have a, a place available where you can cook some food, try to go to the store and buy what you normally would have at home and have that available uh, on hand so you can make sure you have good foods available with you. So try to pack what you can focus on veggies and those lean sources of protein for your meals And this. This applies to even if you're going out to a restaurant as well, while we don't have as much control of what's going into our meal at a restaurant, that doesn't mean we don't have good choices ahead of us as well. And again, try to fill up on those veggies first to so order an extra serving of veggies instead of two or three carbohydrate sources like potatoes or, or French fries or anything like that. Maybe, what's that? mac and cheese. Yeah. So try to double up on those veggies uh, instead of that mac and cheese and, and go for that lean source of protein when you can too. Um, and you can still have a great meal there. And then my final travel tip would just be make sure you st- keep moving. And that could be something super as simple as just setting a step goal. Uh, if you wear like an Apple watch or a Fitbit or a Garmin, anything that tracks your steps, set a goal every day. I know vacations are, are supposed to be relaxing for the most part. So maybe you're spending a good amount of time on the beach, but um, it's, uh, if you want to enjoy yourself a little more food wise, it's even more reason to kind of set a goal and try to stay active as much as possible. Maybe that's 7,000 steps, 10,000 steps. If you're traveling for work, that usually means you're sitting around a lot, whether it's in meetings or at restaurants for business dinners. And so it's even more reason to try to get out there and every half hour, go take, go walk around the building a little bit and, and try to hit that step goal. If you, that'd be something super simple that you can do to just keep yourself active and, and keep burning calories. But you could also try to work out and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't need a barbell and 500 pounds of bumper plates and a rig and a rower and a bike and all this stuff. You can do a three minute AMRAP of push-ups, sit-ups, and squats. If you're able to do that five times throughout the day, that equals a 15 minute workout. And just quick little stuff here and there. If you can try to drop into a local gym too. It's super fun to go f- try other CrossFit gyms. I like to collect t-shirts when I go traveling, stop into the gym, buy a t-shirt do a wad there. If you're in a hotel, go check out the hotel gym. While it may not be what you're used to at the, at the box, if you got an elliptical and a couple of dumbbells, you can get a great workout in. So just try to stay active while traveling. It doesn't mean you have to kill yourself every day doing an hour long workout, but little stuff here and there hit, set that step goal and try to hit that. And that'll really go a long way of, of keeping you on track. And you won't feel like you're gasping for breath when you get back in the gym the first day. Yeah. One of my go-tos when you were talking about going on mini vacations or if you're going somewhere like I have a trip coming up where I'll be staying in the Airbnb with some other people um, for a little bit. And one of the things that you're thinking about, we're all going to be sharing the refrigerator. We're going to be making big meals for for the group. And one of my go-tos has always been just buying a bunch of deli meat and like, get me some deli meat, a bag of apples and, you know, a case of water. And like, I'll be, I'll be good. You know? So there's, you can kind of simplify and just, Hey, I need a lean protein source. That's, that's, you know, relatively sustainable. Um, maybe some fruit and veg to snack on to fill the rest of the space. And then, you know, just trying to make smart decisions there and, and even going to the beach and stuff like we'll bring 
fruits freshly cut up in a, in a cooler, maybe a, a half a pound of, of turkey breast deli meat. I know it's not the, the greatest quality meat you'll ever get, but it's just easy filling nutritious food. Yeah, and, and that's okay too. And that's a, that's a great point is we don't have to be perfect on vacation. I think that's what gets people in some hot water. It's like, I either need to be absolutely perfect on my diet or not. And I'm going to go off the deep end on the other end. And it doesn't have to be one of those two extremes on either side of the spectrum. You can exactly. be somewhere in the middle. And like Tyler said, is deli meat the best meat in the world? Probably not. Do I eat it every day myself? No, uh, it's very rare. But in a situation like that, you're sharing a house with some people, you're going out hiking, fishing, going to the beach, whatever it is you're doing, having that available for you as a lean source of protein with some fruits and vegetables, that's a great option. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And you don't need to beat yourself up because it's not a free range piece of chicken grilled plain with broccoli and, and, and brown rice, right? It doesn't have to be this, this, what we think in our mind is this perfect, healthy meal. Have that lean source of protein. I love doing deli roll-ups when I'm out on the go, like grab, grab a package of some good cheese, grab some deli meats, roll them up together, package up some Ziploc bags, carry them with you, quick little snack of some fat and protein, have your apple. That's a, that's a great little snack right there. It's going to keep you going throughout the day and, and not throw you way off on your diet either. So that's a, that's a great idea. Next up, one of the big ones that we can get ourselves into is the alcoholic beverages. All right. <laughs> Summertime, it's hot. We want a cool drink. That's great. Nothing wrong with that at all. We can definitely find ourselves going off the deep end on this as well. So if you've been, if you follow CrossFit Sohegan on Instagram, you've seen me talking quite a bit the last few weeks about rethinking your drink. Uh, if you don't follow us, go ahead and follow CrossFit Sohegan on Instagram. I try to post some, some videos every week on, on some nutrition tips along with some other tips as well. We talk a lot about drinks. So first thing first, when it comes to drinks, we can just make better choices right off the bat. Take a look at what you're drinking on a regular basis and see what we can swap out that's similar, but maybe a little less calorically dense. So if you're drinking IPAs constantly, maybe we switch to a light beer. If you're drinking rosé or really sugary wine, maybe try a red wine, something that's a lot smaller in, in the sugar content. Um, go to spirits, your, your, your clear spirits mixed with seltzer water, soda water, or even just regular water and some fruit in there. Very low caloric density in that. Um, having one or two of those isn't going to throw you off your your game by any means at all. So kind of taking a look at one, the amount of consumption we're, we're taking in and two, kind of what are some better options we can choose and still enjoy ourselves on those and be mindful too, of just what a true serving size is. I, we know like a, a beer serving size is, is 12 ounces. I think wine is five ounces and, and liquor is what two, maybe off the top of my head. Um, we all know what a 12 ounce can looks like, but nowadays we see these beers, especially if you're drinking craft beers and IPAs that are coming in with 20, 24 ounce cans. So it's very easy to say, I just had one beer when in reality you've had closer to two beers in that one can, or when we pour ourselves a glass of wine, a true five ounce glass of wine is maybe an inch and a half of wine off the bottom of that glass where it's very easy to fill that glass to almost to the brim. Right. So kind of watching our portion sizes, I mean, if you if you want to enjoy yourself and go out and, and enjoy yourself, go ahead. But if uh, health and wellness are still something in your performance in the gym, are still something you want to focus on, then looking at that those portion sizes and then the types of alcohol we're drinking in are going to have a huge effect on you because excess alcohol consumption is obviously going to make us feel like crap the next day. We're probably not going to we're not going to train that day we're drinking. We're probably not going to train that next day when we're hungover. But it's also going to 
break down muscle tissue. Um, it's going to hinder our muscle growth. If it's a, something that you're, you're drinking with mixers like soda or that sugary wine, your sugar intakes can go through the roof. So just really absolutely opposite effect of what we're trying to accomplish there. So take a look at what you're drinking, take a look at how much you're drinking it and see where you can kind of mix in um, some, some better options there for you to keep you closer to your goals. And just a couple things, like if you're a, you know, a beer drinker, there's so many more low calorie options now than there was 10 years ago. And, and, you know, beer companies that are, that are catering to people who want to be, you know, quote unquote healthier with, with this lifestyle. And, um, you know, there's even organic beers out there. I don't know if that's something you guys are interested, but that simple change, if you're going to drink a bunch of beers, it might as well be drinking some light beers, right. And, and not having a ton of extra calories for the sake of calories. Um, and then just two other points, some offsetting things that we can do to maybe not remedy the issues, but, but help, um, you know, just kind of offset that alcohol intake. Make sure you guys are actively hydrating or rehydrating with plenty of water and tons of electrolytes. As we know that alcohol dehydrates us and in the summer, especially that's not a good thing. It's not going to bode well for our health. So make sure we're getting uh, adequate water and electro electrolytes as soon as we can after, um, you know, a big day uh, of drinking. Definitely. I'd say while you're drinking it, it's easy to say beforehand and easy to forget while you're drinking, but go for that one-to-one ratio of, of drink to water. So alcoholic drink to water. So if you drink a beer, try to have a glass of water after, if you have a glass of wine, try to have a glass of water after, and that's going to help you stay hydrated. It's going to minimize the effects of that hangover the next day. If you do kind of drink in excess a little bit and you're going to feel fuller too, and you're not, maybe it's going to lead you to not drink as much as you, you might've would have beforehand. So again, I'm not trying to tell you quit drinking altogether. I know for most of you who are listening, I think you know this, but for some who don't, I don't drink myself. So I don't want this to come off as preachy. And like, I'm trying to tell people absolutely no drinking ever again. I understand people want to enjoy themselves and have drinks, but if you also want to see performance in the gym, if you want to see body composition changes, whether that's losing weight, gaining muscle, those two don't go hand in hand, excessive drinking, binge drinking and, and performance in the gym and, and body composition don't go hand in hand. So definitely something that could be hindering your performance. So take a look at it, do an assessment. How much are you drinking on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Where can you cut back on those or, or make some better decisions? And Tyler had a great point too. There's so many things out there that these days of non-alcoholic drinks that quite frankly, taste like alcohol. They have so many of these hop waters out there now. There's different brands. Like I think one of them is called hop water. Hop Lark is like a tea that's brewed with hops. It's zero alcohol in it, but it tastes like craft beers. Um, they have Athletic Brewing Company. I think a bunch of athletes, I think JJ Watt is an investor in that. They, they're non-alcoholic beers, 0% alcohol, but they taste like craft beers. So there are a ton of options out there. I've seen ads for non-alcoholic spirits these days. I've never tried them myself. Doesn't interest me per se, but there's non-alcoholic vodkas and whiskeys and stuff like that. And I know for a lot of you might be thinking like, what the hell is the point in that? But if you are trying to cut back a little bit or, or make some, some changes to your health, that could be a good option where you still feel like you're not missing out. You're still enjoying yourself, but not hindering your own performance in the gym or, or going forward there. And Zach, I'd I have a question for you and I don't know if this is something you've been asked before, but yeah. maybe you can, you can help dispel a myth or, or a potential myth that I'm, I'm sure you've heard. So most, most people that I have been around when they're intoxicated, the thing that they think is going to help their 
hangover the next day or help them feel better in the moment is I need to get a bunch of carbs into my stomach right this moment. I, I need to have like three slices of bread or I need to have a whole box of pasta. What's the deal with that? Um, is it legit? And, and is that something we can, you know, if it's not, how, how do we avoid that type of thinking? Um, I, I can't say I've ever read any research on if soaking up alcohol with carbohydrates actually works. I'm going to say from past personal experience, it doesn't. And it just kind of leads to you feeling more like shit the next day. Um, I, I bet a big part of most people's binge drinking hangovers are half the alcohol they drank and half the amount of food they ate while after they drank all that alcohol. You know, when you when you when you drink in excess, you get pretty hungry. You don't make good decisions. You hit the fast food restaurant. You have that second, third, fourth piece of pie. You have, you finish off, polish off the pizza that was in the fridge. So you definitely don't make the best choices food wise when you're drinking amongst other things. Um, so I don't, I, I can do some research into it for you and give you a more scientific answer next episode, but I'm going to say no, trying to sop up the alcohol in your belly with a couple extra slices of pizzas or burgers is not going to do anything to help you. Check. <laughs> as good as it tastes in the moment. But you kind of touched on my last piece was that hydration and not only from a alcohol standpoint, but just from a, an overall hydration standpoint, obviously staying hydrated all year round is important, but it's ever more important to pay attention to it during the summer hour, summer days. The hot days are coming up here in New England. It looks like we've got a little heat wave starting on Sunday, which means you're going to be sweating more. You're going to be expelling more liquid. So you got to put it back into your system, making sure you're drinking plenty of water. If you're someone who really, really struggles with water, I'd say a good starting point is trying to drink about 60 to 80 ounces of water a day as a starting point. If you can get more than that, that's fantastic. Probably want you closer to that 100 ounces plus, especially on really, really hot days, especially if you're working out on those hot days or have a job that you're outside and, and moving around a lot. So definitely stay hydrated all throughout the day too. Try not to try to avoid just drinking a bunch of water before you go into the gym. If you work out at say like four in the afternoon and you've barely had any water all day, but then all of a sudden you're like, I got to go to the gym. I got to drink some water and you're chugging a bunch of water. You're not going to feel good with that either. So you want to stay hydrated throughout the day, carry a water bottle with you. If you don't have one, buy one. I know it's very popular these days to have those big jugs of water with the little motivational quotes on them. Uh, a lot of our, our nutrition clients carry those around. It really helps them drink more water or have they have like the time of day on it. Like when it's 8 p.m. or 8 a.m., you should be here. When it's 12 p.m., you should be here. That's how much water you should drink. So carry one of those around or even just a water bottle that's more manageable to carry with you. I always recommend having a straw. It's usually easier in, to drink faster and more with a straw and without one. Get a reusable straw um, to carry with you. And, and if you really dislike the just drinking plain water, try to make it fun. Get those low sugar or no sugar Mio's that you can squeeze a little flavor into there. Try some seltzer water, throw some fresh fruit in there, some fresh vegetables uh, in your big water bottle, leave it there overnight, add a little flavor to it, some fresh herbs like mint um, you can throw in there as well. And just make sure you're hydrating all, all day round, um, especially during the summertime there. And it's going to help you with your hunger too. One of the mild, one of the symptoms of mild dehydration is hunger. So sometimes in the summertime, we feel like we're really hungry when reality it's maybe we just didn't drink enough water that day too. So if we're drinking enough water, we're going to stay hydrated, which is always good. Uh, but we're also going to stay fuller longer as well. And maybe not eat, eat more than we would normally. And to piggyback on that, well, one thing, like adding adding the flavoring, one thing we've been doing in 
in my household is we buy electrolyte packets like liquid IV or mm. even if, right if, here. you know, local Gatorade pack, a zero sugar Gatorade packet, something that has electrolytes that has some flavor and you can add to your water because that hydration piece, the water is super important. That's first and foremost, but we also want to re- be replacing those minerals we lose through sweat, including, you know, all our electrolytes, our sodium, our potassium, magnesium, all those things play uh, an active role in our ability to function and recover, especially after hard workouts. So make sure you're drinking all, all that water and make sure we're adding in some electrolytes, uh, especially on those super hot days because you're burning through those minerals, like even if you weren't doing anything, you mm-hmm. know, and then you add some wads on top of that. And, and that's that's one overlooked piece, I think, of, of the nutrition or the hydration piece. Definitely. Yeah, you can find these electrolyte supplements pretty much anywhere these days. Just be mindful, especially if you're going like the Gatorade route, the Gatorade powder route. Just be mindful of the sugar content too. If if maybe fat loss is a goal of yours or, or getting your sugar intake um, under control, just some of them can have a decent amount of sugar. Most don't. Uh, but if you're going the Gatorade route, they may have um, some added sugars to them. So just be mindful of that. Yeah, I think liquid IV and noon tablets, mm-hmm. N-U-U-N, those are my two top uh, I mean, I have these right brands. here. These are, um, I think it's pronounced element. It's L M N T. Someone gave me these. They're, they're pretty tasty. I'm looking at the back right now and there's, there's no sugar in these either. A uh, thousand milligrams of sodium in each one. So definitely a, a high amount of sodium that that's coming in the form of potassium, magnesium. So on those hot summer days, especially if you're outside all day or, or doing a wad and you're really sweating a ton, these, these can go a long way for you to keep those electrolytes high and, and, uh, make sure you're staying hydrated as well. And that, those were the tips I had. So kind of just refreshing through that was, um, utilize this time to eat a lot of fruits and veggies, take advantage of all the fresh produce. Maybe you're growing it yourself. That's fantastic. Go to some farmer's markets. You're seeing them pop up on the weekends now all over the place. Go to some local farmer's markets, get some fresh produce, uh, embrace the grill was tip number two, throw those veggies on the grill, throw some lean protein on the grill. And if you're trying to learn how to cook, it's probably one of the easier ways to do so again, nice, low and slow better low heat than high heat, and then you burn it. So throw some meat on there, get it to its proper temperature. You're good to go. Plan ahead for trips and events. Uh, make sure you have the food with you that you want to eat there, um, whether it's bringing some veggies with you, bringing some lean proteins, um, bringing yourself the salad, whether it is you want to have for that. If you're planning for a trip or going away for some time, try to pack some non-perishables that you can bring with you. Go to the grocery store right when you get to that place. And like Tyler said, have some, some lean sources of protein like deli meats available. Be careful with those alcoholic beverages. Make some better choices, swapping out maybe some heavier beers or some lower calorie beers. Same thing with the wines, sugary wines for ones with less sugar or going for those zero sugar like hard seltzers or or mixing spirits with, with water as well. And then speaking of water, just make sure you stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water, get those electrolytes in, make sure you're drinking water all throughout the day on these hot days coming up here. Follow those tips and you should find yourself still staying on track with your health and nutrition and still enjoying yourself as well during the summertime. Right on, guys. We are we're excited for the summer here. We love obviously working out with the doors open and and having everybody out here just enjoying enjoying the weather. Uh, do your best to stay on track, stay on the path. Uh, just because just because it's nice out doesn't mean you have to abandon your goals. And with that, we will see you guys in our next episode.